Welcome to the Worlds Apart podcast. I'm Crystal Yoon. And I'm Namsha Gosha. And we are two girls who really couldn't be more worlds apart, whether it's life stages or culture or the great tea versus coffee debate. But what brings us together is our faith as well as our friendship. So join us as we talk about our different perspectives on current events all the way down to the Enneagram. everybody happy freedom day to all my fellow south africans happy freedom day chris you live in south happy africa. freedom day nami <laughs> hey nami what my nine-year-old was asking me the other day what is freedom day about well freedom day was actually the first democratic elections that south africa had in 1994 I remember it like it was yesterday. I was seven years old. I'll tell you how old I am. And uh, my parents, everybody went out to vote. It was the first time that everyone could vote regardless of race or class. And it was one man, one one vote. That's what we call, that was the, the slogan. One man, one vote. So people stood in long lines, very, very long lines in order to be able to vote. It's a very, very big deal for our country. So. It feels like so long in the making, like 1994, man. But then if I even think about my own country's history, the right to vote like um, came in shifts for different people. So it wasn't like everybody had the right to vote from the beginning. It's just crazy how all of that is progressed, like happens in waves and stages. And you know, our country since has had to undo a lot of the workings of of the apartheid era. When you think about it, people are like, 1994, we've had 20-something years of of freedom, you know, political freedom, that is. 20-something years is not that not that long. So Yeah, no, you guys are still a baby, baby country. Yep, very, very baby. Um, so I just, I hope that encourages people, though, to, like, look forward to all the exciting things that our country still has in store. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, Seven. Because we are here to talk about the Enneagram today. People are like, wait, what is this podcast about? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about the Enneagram. And um, we just want to have a disclaimer that we are, this is Enneagram 101, Enneagram for dummies. Yes. Uh, we are conversationalists when it comes to the yes. Enneagram. We are not experts. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else to say about that? Our disclaimer. No, I definitely th- think that's helpful. I, I am not an expert. I could play one on TV and I study <laughs> acting, but that's about as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah. What I do want to say, though, about the Enneagram is um, it has been a very helpful tool just in life in general. And so if you don't know what that is, it is basically a personality test. Um, and um, it's quite similar to maybe you guys have heard of something called the Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs, uh, from what I understand, is more how we process the world, um, like how we process what comes into us uh, from the outside. And then Enneagram is more of my response to the world. So more of the practicals, how I act out, um, how all of that process is then expressed through myself. Yeah. And if you're hesitant about this whole personality, you know, taste thing, like that's totally fine. Um, I remember the first time I, you know, heard about the Myers-Briggs or even the Enneagram, people sometimes compare it to like a horoscope or whatever. And so I think 
this is definitely nothing that it's not a taste that is predictive it's not something that defines you as a person but it's something that can be really helpful i heard about enneagram like eh, three or four years ago and i asked a friend of mine what is the story with this and she was giving me some insight because i kept seeing all these um people who like have a similar worldview to me just like talking about it all the time and i was like what is this and she was just saying, yeah, some, some places and some people are starting to make this like their identifier, they're, they're finding their identity in Enneagram. Um, so I was like, I'm very hesitant about it. But finally, last year, um, a friend of mine sent me the test for fun and she's like, It'll, it won't take you long, just do it. Um, so I did it and, it's, and it has been fun. When I look at it like that, it can yeah. be fun. It's not prescriptive. It doesn't tell us how we must act, but it's descriptive. It helps us to understand kind of how, who we are and how we work. Yeah. Um, so we really want this to be fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. And like when you start thinking about your personal relationships with people, it actually gets even more fun. Um, but I think we're going to just dive right in to like uh, the different types. So basically with the Enneagram, there's nine different types. And, um, and yeah, we're going to go through them very briefly. A lot of the information we found is from something called Enneagram.net. At least that's where I was looking. Um, yep. And, yep. Chris, we're just, let's just alternate it. I'll start. So, like, ones are known as um, perfectionists or uh, reformists. So they like to kind of correct the things that are wrong in the world. And a lot of that is because, you know, they have a lot of integrity and um, basically, they want the world to make sense. They're actually people that are above reproach when they're healthy. Um, and mm. so even if something, even say, for example, my, my family is like, oh, don't do this. You should just do, you know, but they feel like it's immorally not right. They will basically go against um, parents, bosses, society, if they felt like, if they, felt like they weren't um, honoring to what is right and wrong. So that's that that I think is a pretty cool thing about about one. So the three ones that I have a really close closer friendship relationship with, I'm married to one of them. Um, I would definitely like I was noticing similarities um, in all of them that they've just come from harder they've had harder life stories and um, and they've all had this trait of really taking care of themselves, taking ownership and leadership early on in life. Like they're also called the leader. Um, so I definitely see the, that kind of trait coming out that there's a, hmm. there's a good way, a right way um, that things can be done or should be done. And in That's order to often save themselves or others, they will do what needs to be done. Yeah. That's interesting. As you were saying that I was recalling all of my one frames and I'm like, yep, everybody like up until like, even my sister, my middle sister, she's a one. And I would say, like, she's experienced diff more difficult things than what I have, even though we grew up in the same household. Um, yeah, and she's just kind of, she's always, she always goes on about how it's like, I just need to learn how to, I just need to do things on my own or figure it out on my own. She always feels like she has to figure things out on her own um, and make things right. Yeah, and that is actually, even as you're saying them, like, that's cool to hear. I think encouraging, too, because, like, it doesn't mean that everyone has to have a really hard life circumstance mm. to, that makes them a one. Um, Cause I was wondering, I was like, Hmm, are all ones, do all ones have a really hard life? But now you're saying like, you guys grew up in the same house and you're a seven and she's one. So. Um, could be so like the interpretation. I'm sorry. Yeah. It could be like the interpretation of the world maybe for it them. And they be. just kind of see it as like, okay, mm. this is, 
the world is wrong in this way and I need to correct it. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think the perfection, though, is really interesting. When it oh, is, yes. When it is positive, it's amazing. So, like, I one of my friends in Brazil, she's a one, and she's exceptional at taking a messy anything and putting order to it. And yes. so much so that it really helps, like, in ways – that I, I'm like, how do you even think like that? Thank you so much for <laughs> sorting out my thoughts. Um, yes. But, um, but I think the, on the, maybe on the more, I don't want to say negative, but I think like when, when, when ones are, are weaker. Um, yeah, or things are that going can hinder through, them. Yeah, things that can hinder them. I think that perfection can kind of cause negative emotions because then when something isn't perfect, they're really hard on themselves. Right. If it's not perfect, sometimes it almost shuts them down. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not able to go. I mean, I agree with that perfectionism, like in a positive way. My husband, he taught himself the guitar when he was a teenager, taught himself the banjo recently. And during the lockdown, he has completely renovated our son's bathroom. Um, he's currently tiling. Um, so if you hear a knock or two, that's what that is. Uh, but but his perfectionism is actually going to make it like amazing. I mean, yeah, better I've than seen. some professionals almost. If they can channel all of that energy and that ac- accuracy, and it's not something that identifies them as a person, I think that's when you really see one's flourish and definitely, definitely, super yeah. helpful and super healthy. Um, I do think so. There, you know, they have a a standard for themselves. Sometimes it can feel like, well. You're infringing a little bit on me because now your high standard <laughs> is my high standard. Some ones in the public eye, Hillary Clinton. Don't know if you have an opinion on that. No comment. That. No comment. <laughs> okay. I okay. Well, I have somebody. You know, specifically because it's Freedom Day as well. It's really cool. But Nelson Mandela is seen to be a one. Um, and that's very I guess cool. I was like. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for me as well thinking about it in terms of in the context of African people because in general, African people are really warm and some of the ones that I've experienced can come off a little bit like, you know, very like cut and dry. So I was mm. like, no way. Nelson danced with everyone. There's no way he's the one. But then now that I think about it, like his entire cause was to change the course of how the world was. Inside he was Africa. a reformer. Yep, that's right. So I think we're saying is like when a one is thriving and doing well they can affect great change but when they are not they can almost become a hindrance to those they're trying to help um yeah i mean that's the case with all of them we'll see that anyway so all of these types have wings well not and not everybody agrees that everybody that there are wings but um i wanted to hear what do you think about that theory of a wing all right. Well, I, I know the wings of the each type basically means they fall either closer to one of the other types. With a one, you would have a wing nine or a wing two. Honestly, I think with the wings, it depends on your season of life. You know, like I've seen some ones kind of fall more on that. I want to be helpful, which is a two. Well, you're going to talk a little bit more about that. But then I've also seen some ones like not know how to deal with conflict very well. But then I've seen people like kind of shift back and forth. So... Wings are yeah. helpful, but I think it depends on life circumstance. So let me give you, so in this conversation, because we are conversationalists, I was talking with my one husband this morning about this. and Your only he, husband or your my, one husband? No, my, <laughs> my one and only husband. <laughs> and he, um, 
he drew this picture. He's like, I'm going to explain it to you because he's a one. He's like, I got a picture for you. And I was like, wow, here we go. Education, put on your learning caps. Um, so he drew this picture of a triangle, but it wasn't like, it's not an equal triangle. So not an equilateral, but more of that. I can't even remember what it's called. The one that's not equal. All sides are different. So basically like our lives are, we are, we typically respond as this one or two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then those wings are not static. They're ever shifting. So it's like you're saying in a season of life, you might respond more as one of the wings than the other wing. Um, but that doesn't make you less of the other part. It just means maybe in a work environment or in a relationship or in a social setting, more of those other sides of you come out. Yeah. Just like, just like any personality test is not meant to put you in a box or anybody else in a box. It's just to kind of give some understanding and framework for you to think in. So I thought that was really helpful. Um, when I think about it, like you, both of those things have great things to offer and neither one defines you, but you yeah. see those different features come out in different seasons or, or mm -hmm. circumstances. No, that's good. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, it's just, again, like your culture, where you come from, the country that you grew up in, all of that play a role. For a while, I thought that your husband was a two, but I think he's leaned a lot in the, in the one, in the two right. direction. That can have a lot to do with the country that he grew up in, where in South Africa, that you are needing to help people a little bit more, be more compassionate. <music> But now we're leaning towards twos, so you go ahead. What do you what do you know about All twos? All right. So twos, twos, they like, man, I know some really cool twos and I love them. Like they're friends for they're a friend to everybody. When I think about my two friends, they come across as very caring, very helpful. They're always there when you need them. They check in on you. Um, if you've been silent under the if you're flying under the radar. Um, especially in lockdown, your twos are just definitely going to be the ones saying, hey, how's it going? I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Um, they're just really approachable, really easy to talk to, very warm, sociable, always up for a cup of coffee. They're my kind of people. I, I, <laughs> I find I gravitate very well socially towards a two, um, especially because they can help my dreams happen. <laughs> um, and, they, and their house is always, always open. Um, and, and they're always so thoughtful, usually the very thoughtful yeah. people in, in the room. Yeah. Have, have you had experience with twos in your life, Nams? Yeah. Uh, one of my other friends that I lived with in Brazil was a two and just, you know, oh, just a giving heart. I mean, Brazilians in general are really nice people, but then you see a two Brazilian and you're like, wow, is this even possible in a human being? <laughs> um, so um, yeah, but like really, she's just uh, one of the most loving, giving people that I know, like always up to help you. Almost to, I, I would say with twos, it can almost be at the detriment of them. Not, I don't know if detriment is the right word, but like they definitely put themselves in the back burner. Right, and, yeah, they do. And they kind of like um, want to serve so much that they think of themselves lost. But some of the kindest hearts I know so of true. twos. Yeah, yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, so things that can hinder them are some of their, those things like their desire to help people to become the helper, the only helper, the one that the people need. Like, um, there's no person, um, outside of one person who can really meet everybody's needs. So for a two to remember 
that they are also human. Like there's a, that same friend of mine who is so generous. I have to say, Hey, did you eat today? Mm-hmm. Um, m- make sure you eat today. Cause that's good for you as well to not just go and meet everybody else's needs, but meet your own needs as well. And yeah, I do find that, um, they, although they want to give a lot of help, they're a little bit reluctant to accept help which is interesting, mm. you know, so I don't know if that does play into the identity of I'm a helper or I'm the one that wants to give, that it's really hard for them to receive. They can feel or their, their concern is that they're overbearing and that even um, that they're too much. But um, I think it's just learning balance, yeah. you know, that like, oh, okay, there's a time to, there's a time to share and there's a time to like, just sit and let others do the sharing or, not everybody needs my advice all the time. Not everybody's asking for my advice all the time. Yeah. I think sometimes twos can feel like, oh, let me help. Let me give advice. Let me fix your problem. Yeah. And not everybody's asking for that when they come to me. I have another really good friend of mine who's a two. And um, just she takes the primary role of really helping her family. And again, I think growing up in South Africa, different families have like different kind of, um, you know, struggles. And so I think that um, that's something that's really um, can be weighty for a two. And, um, mm. and we need, and I, I, as a friend of a twos, I often want to try in and try to give freedom or a, a, just a place for where they can also be taken care of. Exactly. So with you. Okay. So if we're moving on from two names, why don't you tell us a little bit about threes? All right. Threes are known as performers and achievers. It was actually quite funny. All of the celebrity threes that I found are like the big names, Beyonce, Oprah, Justin Bieber, Tiger Woods. And I was like, okay, clearly, because you know what, Chris, it's really hard to find a three that I know in my life. And I'm like, why is that? Well, you know why? Because they're like extraordinary people. They're like the people that are doing these amazing big things. They're probably practicing whatever craft they have in order to be excellent at it. And that's why you don't just see them every day. Like, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, they are. You're right. You're right. They're so close to fours, which we won't get quite into. But that performer in them, that doer um, in them is so busy honing constantly and perfecting their craft that they're off busy doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I think some of the positive things about it is the fact that um, they are able to, because they enjoy to achieve, they're able to kind of zone in somewhere and and give it their best. mm -hmm. Um, But I think the sort of negatively, uh, again, this is kind of like, gathering from from things that I've heard I don't really personally know that many threes although I do think my nephew might be a three granted he's eight so he's still growing but I just (laughs) in the way that he thinks about achieving things when he doesn't achieve it just it's so weighty you can just yeah it's his identity to to do things well and when he doesn't do them well it's you know, we all have to be like, it's okay. Nah, nah, nah. So, um, right. but I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a kid, so let's wait him out. But that's what I've seen kind <laughs> of like with the negative side of, of. No, yeah. I've got a three in my life. You know her. And um, she's definitely like a lot of those things. I think sometimes the danger of a three, um, what I've seen is like, they get, they're so worried about that, um, that, product that end thing that they're busy creating and crafting and perfecting that it sometimes prevents them from producing 
um, it almost causes them to freeze uh, in, in that. And that is leaning a bit into the four side. On the other side, so helpful all the time. So in the performance, seeing things that need to be adjusted or corrected and, and coming to help whenever you may need it. It was interesting that they said that um, threes, when they're not, so they either can be really self-confident, energetic, positive, but then they also said that um, they have a lot of vanity. When it's kind of on the negative mm-hmm. side of it, it can, it can appear as vanity and um, kind of over-promoting yourself. Um, so again, I haven't had personal experience with, with threes, enough to know if that's true or not but I can see kind of like the flip side of that when I think about celebrities and people in the limelight just how you know their craft at times can be the thing that causes their downfall downfall if it becomes an ego um, boost. All right, let's go into fours. Okay, so fours. So even in that three, we're saying threes that tend towards the four, three wing fours are those more more of those artists. Um, so the in, they're individualists, unique. Like I know a few, I know a few fours out there, and I am always amazed, stunned by what they produce in art, um, and. The, the time and energy that I know it takes them to do that. Um, I don't have patience for it, but they definitely do. They are so about, they will not put something out and unless it is exactly what they want it to be. Um, so they have this deep drive to be authentic and unique. Um, some of the celebrity ones out there, it's going to like, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we've got, um, Michelangelo, mm-hmm. he is a four. Claude Monet, another artist, also a four. Um, Edgar Allan Poe, I don't know if you know, he is a British poet, tr- poet we had to learn about in school. Um, Van Gogh. Wow. Orson Welles. Um, so then you get like Virginia Woolf. She wrote some really disturbing things, <laughs> um, but really good things as well. But like a lot of writers, again, a lot of artists, um, Angelina Jolie. Interesting. She's a four. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but if you think about uh, Bjork, I don't know if you know yeah, her. She's an, uh, I, do I think know she's Bjork. from Iceland. She is so damn yeah. unique. It's like you either like her we or don't. you just yeah. can't handle her. <laughs> That's kind of what a lot of these people, there's only a very few. Uh, Johnny Depp is a four. Yeah. <laughs> How weird is he sometimes as a human being? I'm just going to say that. He just is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Jackson was a four as well. Uh-huh. All the fours I know are usually, well, I don't know time, but I, I, I do know one of my friends that's a four just loves to feel like she's part mm-hmm. of something. So, you know what I mean? They slow down, they feel the trees, yes. they feel the atmosphere, just want to be very present in whatever it is. Very yeah. present, very so, present. And very quirky. Quirky um, personalities usually comes with fours. But I, I like it. I like the little bit of uh, the, the weirdness, if you will. I wonder if Jane Austen was a four. Like, they're very nostalgic. By, like, they love to think about the past, like to sit and contemplate, like a good cup of tea and just a nice open landscape. That's their jam. Yeah. Um, yeah. And le- they're so in touch with their emotions, guys. I, 
oh man, they, and they, they love it. They thrive there. That's not, it's not bad, yeah. you know, like in a healthy space, it's not a bad thing. I remember reading something on Forbes and it, it's saying that even the negative emotions, like, you know, it, it, like as sevens, people, we run from our negative emotions, but like fours want to yeah. like feel it and like really explore it and kind of like sit in it. And you're like, why? Like that's, that's crazy. But it's because they want to be <laughs> able to feel every single thing and really be authentically there. It's very cool. Yeah. And if you think about the artists that I even mentioned and like any fours, you might know who are artists. It makes so much sense how they can produce mm. these amazing things that they do. Like unparalleled, you know? Um, yeah. I can't even touch it, but it takes that time and that energy um, and that focus and that willingness to sit in those feelings, I think, to produce what they do. Yeah, very true. Very intuitive and creative, able to turn painful things into beautiful things. Yeah. But then the the comparison thief can be their biggest downfall. And I mean, we all struggle with that, I think, in life, but like, especially for a four, because they want to be so authentic, that comparison um, thief comes in to steal their joy so often. Hmm. And because they are so in touch with their emotions, they can be emotionally driven. So like a little bit moody, a little bit more temperamental uh. um, than your average. But because the feelings are deep and real and they're in them, um, they just are feeling and like, putting out there what they're feeling all the time. And so for other people who are not so like in touch or expressive in that way, it can, it can have a negative response for, from that other type. Should we go to type five? Let's do it. Type five is probably the type that I find mostly in my friendship groups, which is kind of strange, but then kind of makes sense. Um, so okay. a type five is an observer an investigator, a thinker. Um, so some of their strengths is that they're very objective when they look at things. They love information and they don't okay. let their emotion basically cloud their opinion of something. If you think of like scientists, you know, those are typically people that have a mindset of, of, a, of a type five. And yeah, I, funny enough, um, when I was looking at this um, of their negative or sort of the, the hindrances, um, it's, it said greed. And I didn't really understand it because I don't experience a lot of the type fives as greedy people. But they meant it in the sense of the way that they choose to, speak, to spend their time mm -hmm. or their energies. Or, so, for example, they like to hoard um, a lot of their time oh. to themselves, so, uh, which, is, which makes sense. So you, you, you'll see a lot of type fives. Um, sometimes can come off really unapproachable. Yeah, there's another <laughs> word. <laughs> I'm thinking Elitist. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> so type fives can come off very kind of um, aloof. Maybe that's the word. I don't know. Oh yes, yes, but, yes, yes. Um, they're thinking about a lot of things, and you're kind of disturbing them. So my sister, my <laughs> she, she is a type five, and. You know, Lindy kind of has two things to her. She's either super talkative about a very specific subject because she's thought about it and so she has all the information and the research about it, or she's quiet. Like, those are the, mm. that's what it is. Uh, but I think I love fives because they're reliable people because of the fact that they've studied. They're not just talking 
And then they're also really kind-hearted people, very giving, um, very loyal in friendships. Uh, you just kind of get to get through the hard exterior um, of a fight, mm. and then you kind of see this yeah. bubbling human underneath. So who are our celebrities that were that Well, that, this is the coolest category because a lot of these people, you know, they're people we know, but they're not – they're not known for the typical celebrity stardom thing. So, like, Einstein is a five. I uh, thought you were going to say him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alfred Hitchcock, do you know who that is? He, we learned about him yes. in school. He, he's a director, yep. directorial genius. Yep, yes. exactly. He's known as the master of suspense. Okay, wow. Isaac Newton. That's awesome. He's a five. Yes. <laughs> All the intelligent people in the world are five. Gravity. <laughs> Is Bill Gates a five? I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't get that. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then the first female pilot, uh, Amelia Earhart. She was a five. Amelia She's Earhart. Five, yeah. So... Do you know? Do you know about her? I've only known from this very little bit of research about her being a pilot. But do you have more information? She... Uh, there's a really creepy American history fact about Amelia Earhart. If Americans Americans know her, for one, yeah, first female pilot, and she was trying to fly across the Atlantic um, by herself, and she crashed her plane. Her plane disappeared over this section of um, called the Bermuda Triangle. Wow. And every few years in the, like, trashy magazines at the supermarket, you see, like, Amelia Earhart's planes discovered. There's always somebody's trying to find. And it's like, it's been so long, guys. Um, but, yeah, that's what she's mostly known for in history, sadly. I mean, yes, American pilot, but the fact that her plane disappeared, they never found any, any sign that's of it. That's intense. Yeah. Um. One other thing that I found was interesting about the five, this is well, it's because we're sevens, this is why. Maybe this is why I enjoy them so much is because when we're when sevens are healthy, they appear a little bit to be we more are fives. like fives. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, and so I'm like, oh great, an intelligent thing. Because you know, with sevens <laughs> they always say we look unintelligent at the get-go, you know. So sorry, we're getting to sevens. I'll, I'll pause. <laughs> Wow, Nims, that's a lot of really cool information um, we have just covered. And can we call it here today and come back and pick it up? Yeah, that sounds great. So join us again next week as we carry on with the rest of the numbers on the Enneagram. If you have any thoughts or ideas, questions or comments, you are always free to email us at theworldsapartpodcast at gmail.com. We'll drop it in the description. We are on Instagram. Our IG handle is Worlds Apart Podcast. You will see some lovely cartoon figures of us there. Uh, Artwork done by our friend Cranker, uh, Temba, also known as. So check us out there and we will see you next time.